welcome to another episode of Talking to Myself. I'm your host, Jake Letizia, and this is the podcast where I look into a camera and I talk to myself. How's it going? How you doing? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing good. I hope this is still recording. It seems like it is. It seems like I may have fixed my fucking Pro Tools. A podcast for this... I missed a podcast this last week because um I sat down to record... And the CPU overload kept happening every five fucking seconds that I was trying to speak. Every five seconds that I recorded, my Pro Tools went, no man, shut the fuck up. To the point where now I keep looking, if you're watching the video podcast, I keep looking over my shoulder because I'm afraid at any fucking second it's going to go, no dude, your podcast is canceled, bro. It's off. Stop doing it. Fuck you. And it's very discouraging when, you're, when your laptop keeps telling you to go fuck yourself. It's hard to keep persisting, but I will. Right? Every, every next second is another moment of truth where I, I'm afraid to look over my shoulder. Because if I look over my shoulder and it says CPU overload, I'm going to fucking scream. I'm going to yell deep in my gut. It's still going. It's still going. Thank God. Let's see. Maybe we'll fucking be able to actually record this fucking thing. Maybe we'll actually be able to have another episode of this fucking podcast come out. This goofy, silly, nonsense, bullshit, fun fucking thing to do. I hope I can keep doing it as long as my laptop doesn't. Let me look over my shoulder. Fuck me. It hasn't yet. I have not been fucked yet. It seems like it's fine so far. Okay. Okay, what did I want to talk about? I don't even know what I wanted to talk about because because this has been such a fucking a nuisance to get started right now. <laughs> I was trying to record this last week in a pinch before I went to go fucking do stand up, and I and I and the CPU was overloading, and I only had exactly an hour to record it. Otherwise, I'd be fucked. And it overloaded for a half hour straight to the point where I was like, "Fuck this," and I'll record it over the weekend. And now it's that it's the following Wednesday. And now I'm finally recording. And the motherfucking thing was doing it again. To the point where I had to look up online how to fucking make sure the CPU doesn't overload. I, was, I thought it was an overheating issue, like my room was too hot. Then, it was, then I was looking online, it said you have the wrong plugins running. But then they were talking about mixing down shit, and I wasn't mixing down shit. And they were saying that the sampling was wrong, and then I was like, yeah, but... The sampling usually works. What I, like the sampling I'm doing usually works. And then I looked back and it was like, make sure you don't have a, a a version of Pro Tools that is not like no longer compatible with your OS. And mine is said it's no longer compatible for a while. And I always thought like, oh, maybe just Pro Tools, the old like the new version of the Mac is does not compatible with the old version or with the current version of Pro Tools, maybe I'm just fucked Mac-wise. Maybe Mac is just fucking me inside of my ass, eyes, ears, and mouth. And then I went to Pro Tools, I re-downloaded, I downloaded Pro Tools, and then I started to realize, like, I, maybe, I might have had the wrong version of fucking Pro Tools downloaded this whole time, because I finally downloaded Pro Tools, and it had a different icon, and it had a different starting screen, and now it hasn't overheated, so now I'm like, fuck, have I not been using, have I been running the free version of Pro Tools this entire time, when I have the bought version for a fucking year and a half? What the fuck? I think that's what's been happening, dude. I think I've been I think I've been recording this thing in the in the fucking bitch ass uh free version. 
and paying for and paying for the pro version and not using it for a year. And then while this was all happening, I had this fucking Coke and, and 70% of it spilled out onto the floor. And now the floor, I wiped it up real fast, fucking ruined a full towel that I had to throw away. And now the floor is a, kind of a little bit sticky, maybe. And so now I'm like, damn, dude, I'm gonna have to like fully wash my goddamn floor. What the fuck, dude? My room is already a mess. Fuck it. Anyway, fuck all that anger, dude. Fuck it. Cause we're having a good time. <laughs> Fuck all of it, bro. My friend's in Italy right now. Another one of my friends is going to Italy. Somebody else I know went to Italy. Why, why is everyone going to fucking Italy, dude? Everyone's on vacation in my fucking fatherland while I'm trying to record this podcast in a hot room and my computer's telling me to go fuck myself. What's going on, dude? <coughs> my friend invited me to Italy last minute. Which was a nice thing to do, and I would love to go to Italy with him. But last-minute Italy trip means a $900 to $1,000 impromptu ticket, and I ain't spending that shit. Okay? I love WAPs, dude. I love guineas, dude. I'm one of them. My dad is a prominent fucking... Buongiorno! That's who he is. He's a prominent, like, goodbye, Right? I'm from his bloodline, dude. I'm also a bibbidi bobbidi gumbadoodle. But I ain't spending 900 bucks to go see a man make a pizza and watch people pretend they're not fat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not spending 900 bucks to go to Italy so that somebody I'm with in Italy can be like, it's so crazy how no one gets fat in Europe. And then, you, and then you're like, what are you talking about, dude? These motherfuckers are doing nothing but eating and they got giant guts. What are you talking about? Why are you saying that, dude? And there's nothing wrong with that. I j it's just an incorrect observation. You've heard people, I've said this on the podcast before, people go to Europe and they're like, no one in Europe is fat. No one, it's crazy because Italy, they eat so much and nobody is overweight. Yes, they are, dude. Some of them are not. Okay. Per capita, on the whole, I'm sure Americans are much larger, dude. But also, people go to a country and they go to one city in Italy. They go to fucking literally Rome. And they're like, oh, I know I know the makeup of all of this country. Why do we do that? Why do people do that? We go to fucking a six foot... We go to a six foot by six foot fucking square of an area. And we're like, yeah, dude. Based on the people I've seen in this room, I'm going to say what Italy was. <laughs> My tr I went on a, I went on to Italy for 2 weeks and it amounts to do being at a hotel, being at 3 museums and being at 7 restaurants. And I'm going to now tell you what all of the people in Italy are like. Really, dude? You haven't even met a, a survey sample, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? You couldn't even take an accurate poll with the amount of people you interacted with, and yet you're gonna tell me what Italy's like as a whole? Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> anyway, I'm in a weird mood, dude. When you're on public transit in, in Europe, in France, in Italy, in wherever, and you're speaking English. Do you think that's rude to the people around you? Because when I was on the subway the other day, these women were speaking in French. It was two women and a man. And like a classic 
a trio of Europeans. It was like two beautiful women and one like sc- scary looking guy. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what Europeans and French people and all uh, all sorts of maybe that's what you know tourists in New York uh, think of Americans. I'm not sure, or or maybe that's what they think when Americans go to France or their country. Maybe they think the same thing. Maybe they think it's always beautiful woman with a scary man. But, but I'm just going to say it. Every time I meet Eastern Europeans, whatever the fuck, Russians, Italians, French people on the subway, every time I see a, tr- see a trio, it's two beautiful women and a weird motherfucker. <laughs> and you're like, is this guy dating them? Is he a friend of theirs? What's uh, Did he just find them in the street? What's going on? They seem to be uh, a group, but he seems like... He's like threatening them in some way. <laughs> I don't know. There's a level of danger that, that that feels palpable when I'm looking at this trio. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, these two women were speaking in French and he was just kind of watching them talk. That's the thing too. It's always it's always three people, two women and one dude who's like in the conversation but not participating. <laughs> That's a fact. Dude, that's that's what tourism in New York is. You see tour, you see tourists New in New York and if they if they don't have kids, if they're single, if they're kidless, that's what they're doing. Two women chatting it up and one dude who you're like, "I think he's with them." But for some reason he won't say words. He looks at them, listens, and then looks at the map. That's what he does. <laughs> He looks at the fucking map. He's like, hey, this conversation's interesting. I don't want to participate, though. Also, let me make sure where we're going. I don't make the rules, dude. I'm just observing. I'm just fucking telling you what it is. Anyway, these French women were speaking in French, and I was getting offended because I couldn't eavesdrop. (laughs) But I don't get that way with, with, like, if people are speaking Spanish on the subway, and they clearly live here, I don't, like, it doesn't bother me. It's weird. If I see someone who looks like a New Yorker and they're speaking a different language, but it seems like they live in New York, I do not care. I do not care. But for some reason, when I see someone who's clearly a tourist speaking in French, I'm like, this is rude, dude. I should know what you're saying. (laughs) So I wonder if when I'm speaking English... See, but that's, it's, it's not, a, it's a false equivalency because when I'm speaking English in France, most of the motherfuckers can understand what I'm saying because a lot of motherfuckers are bilingual. And also, is that another stupid assumption? Because I always assume that. I feel like Americans are the only people who assume that everyone speaks English in the, in, in the country they go to. Right? I feel like French people don't come here thinking like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to just start talking French to people. No, they come here and they're like, I'm going to have to figure it out. I'm going to have to learn some English phrases. (laughs) Otherwise, nobody's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Meanwhile, if you go to France and learn a couple of French phrases and you start saying them to the the other French people, they're going to be like, can you just shut the fuck up and speak English? I learned English so I wouldn't have to hear you try. That's why they, that's why, that's why Italy, France, that's why they learn English so that they don't have to hear fucking Americans try poorly, (laughs) even for one word. Cause they, they heard a couple, they heard 12 Americans say the word chow and they were like, we don't want to hear this anymore. We're going to learn English so you can shut the fuck up. 
Stop saying ciao, Bella. And just say hello. Can I order some food? <laughs> I have no idea where they're going in Italy, too. Every time I'm like, all my friends in Italy, everyone's like, where'd they go? I go, how the fuck am I supposed to know? I can't identify uh, different states in this country just by looking at them. How am I going to fucking know what city in, in Italy you're in by looking at a photo? I knew they were in Italy. I know what Italian people look like. <laughs> Honestly, I got lucky with the architecture, dude. I was like, this architecture seems Italian to me. And I was correct. But I've been wrong before, dude. I've pegged France as Italy. I've pegged Italy as France. I've fucked it up. If you were in Wisconsin and you showed me a photo, I wouldn't know where the I wouldn't know where the fuck you were. I would think you're in Westchester, dude. I would think you're in my fucking hometown. But I guess you know the U.S. is much bigger and it's much less distinct. <laughs> You know, I've been to fucking places in New Hampshire and it felt like uh, I was in Katona, you know, it felt like I was in, I've been to Maine and it just felt like another place in Connecticut. So many places in the rest of the country just look like either Westchester, New York or, or, or Connecticut to me, 100%. Same types of people, same types of land. Not to say that, you know, the U.S. isn't beautiful because it is. You, you drive, I drove to Chicago twice and both times you saw like massive beauty. I don't like that. I don't like when people are like, oh, it's uh, like, you. oh, you drove here? Oh, f rough drive, huh? I'm like, rough how? There's like a lot of beautiful shit to see. And they're like, nah, it's a bad drive. Drive through Europe. It's better. Why? Because they have an accent there? Shut the fuck up. People hear an accent and it rots their brain. People hear an accent and they're like, oh, it's better. <laughs> I wonder if any Europeans see that about American shit. Probably not. It's an American thing. It's a self-loathing American thing. You hear a French accent and you're like, it's better. Everything's better now. Everything's better. Everything this person says is better than I can think. It's all better, dude. I'm going to marry her. She's more beautiful than every woman I've ever been near because she goes, ah, oui, oui. Because she talks like this. Do, do you, do you, do you know a good bar near here? Oh shit. She sounds fucking weird. So I like her more than any woman I've ever seen in my life now. <laughs> That's what people's brains do. I was thinking about this. It's it's interesting. It's 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 amazing. And maybe it's just my brain, but I feel like it's most people's. I feel like everybody does this. It's amazing how my brain will reset who the most adorable person I've ever seen is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like every time I'm interested in a new person, like legitimately interested in a new person, my brain will be like, no, them now. You know? Like, I'll meet somebody, and I'm like, this person is the most attractive, adorable motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. I like her. I'm supremely attracted to her. And then I'll, and then th that relationship will end, and then eventually, a year or two later, I'll meet somebody else, and my brain will go, no, them, though. <laughs> and it's kind of the same exact feeling you had for the other person. That's what's interesting, too, is people always act like their attraction for a new person is like a new thing, and it's not. It's the same thing that you've had for someone else, just on a different person. To the point where, like, the things you feel and say 
aren't that different from what you feel and have said to a different person. And 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 the things you're saying are not less genuine or, or or less genuine, less genuine. That's not a fucking word, dude. I can't even speak the goddamn language and I'm doing this podcast for an hour as long as this fucking computer lets me. But it doesn't make it any less genuine for you to say the same thing you said to a different See, that's the thing too is that people are like, I don't know, I've heard somebody say like I don't know. I think I think every relationship you have, there are certain things that you do that are different with a new person. I think that's healthy. I think you should do that. I think if you're saying and doing all of the same exact things in a new relationship that you did before, that's a little bit strange. That's a little bit impersonal and weird. But I do think that there's like like the, the way I have described a person I like has always been the same. Like like the thing that makes me go, oh, I like somebody. It's always the same thought in my head. It's like I have a hard time looking at this person without wanting to kiss them. Like that is that is like the description of me being actually interested in somebody. Whether I say it to a person or not, like that's what I'm thinking in my brain. And when I'm not attracted to somebody, when I'm when I'm when I'm attracted to somebody on like other levels, but I don't have that thought, I don't have the thought of like, oh, I want to kiss them. I, I'm not interested in them. I'm just not. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's interesting to me that like that's, why is why is that for me, why if, why for me is that the translation in my brain of like, oh, you actually like this person or you're actually interested in pursuing them romantically? Like, what is it for other, it's probably not the same thing for other people. I've talked to other people. Other people are like, nah, it's like the way the person makes me laugh or the way the person talks to me, or the way the person looks at me. I mean, that's part of it too, is the way, it's the way somebody looks at me. And I guess it's different. You know what? I guess it is different. You know what? I'm 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 bucking my own uh theory right now. I'm saying fuck you to my own theory. Cuz I guess that is different. Cuz a person right now who I'm very much interested in, a big thing in my a big thing that I that makes me attracted to her is the way she looks at me, which is not a thought I've had for any of the other people I've dated. Um Maybe I thought it though. Maybe I felt it. I probably felt it and thought it, but I, for whatever reason, this time around, it's been like the prominent thought in my brain. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the thing is that every person you, uh, end up being attracted to them for the same reasons you're attracted to somebody else. But for some reason for each new person, it's a different specific thing that jumps out. Does that make sense? Like every person I've ever been interested in, I've liked their, like, I've liked the way they laugh. I've liked the way they made me laugh. I like their smile. I like their fucking face. I want to kiss them. I like the way they look at me. I like their hair. I like the way they move. The way they are. But then for each person, it's been like one of those things is, the, is more prominent depending on the person. And maybe that's the uniqueness of being attracted to each person. I don't even know what I'm fucking talking about. It's so hot in here and I'm sweating so much that I feel like I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of just amazed and shocked that the computer has not overloaded. So I'm, I'm just talking and but part of me is also like at any moment I'm going to get pissed off because this thing's going to fucking break down. But it seems like it hasn't. It seems like I figured it the fuck out. Um... But that doesn't lessen the fact that I'm sweating so goddamn much. Let me fucking towel myself off a little bit.
God damn. There's nothing more frustrating than spilling a fucking Coke, dude. I spilled the fucking whole goddamn thing. I'm gonna have to buy another one, dude. I'm gonna have to, when the, when this part is done, I'm gonna come back with a fresh Coke, dude. Fuck it. I'm pissed. I'm pissed about it. Anyway, I tried to watch Elvis. <laughs> Once again, I didn't mean to talk about any of that weird attraction shit that I was talking about. But it's hard, dude. It's hard when your brain, when that's on your brain, when you're fucking into somebody. When you're attracted to somebody and it's a and, a, and you're in a will they, won't they type of fucking situation, it's all you fucking think about, dude. Every time you sit still and clear your mind, that's what jumps in. <laughs> Which means it's the default in your brain. It's on the back burner. Every time a new thing happens, the tiny it could be the tiniest fucking thing, you want to tell everyone about it. Which means you are thinking about it too much. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. I watched Awesome Powers yesterday. It was a banger, dude. That's a good movie. The Spy Who Shagged Me, that's an all-time classic. I wish when I wish movies when movies were just movies, dude. Do you know what I'm saying? Did I talk about this on the podcast? I watched Happy Gilmore with my roommate a couple months ago. Or maybe a month ago. And just that movie's so insane. That movie is about uh, his grandma's losing her house. So he's going to win a golf tournament to, to get the money. And he fucking swings. Uh, and he's a hockey player for some reason. <laughs> and a dude doesn't have a hand for no reason. And he and an alligator kills him, and he fucking he fist fights a seven year old man who's a game show host. It's just a bunch of not. It's a bunch of scenes that someone thought would be funny. Ben Stiller is running a fucking nursing home where he's making them do like slave labor, pretty much. It's it's a fucking or cheap labor. It's a it's a it's. It's just a movie that exists as a movie. It's just there to entertain you and make you laugh, and that's it. And I miss that, dude. Every comedy... I feel like the Apatow comedies, while I do like them, they they grounded things and they added a sense of realism to comedies that now I think I feel like so much... Like, people haven't been, been able to break out of it. You know? Like, even The Hangover had like real world stakes in it like it wasn't there's there was a silliness to adam sandler movies there was a silliness to michael mike mike myers movies like all of the visual shit in mike myers movies where like everything looks like his penis like stuff like that it doesn't happen in movies anymore the plot of all the second austin powers is they go back in time to steal austin powers mojo and the whole time in the movie people keep being like well why don't you just kill him and literally, Dr. Evil goes, because no, how about no? <laughs> Seth Green goes, how about you just kill him? And he goes, how about no? And the audience has an understanding of like, that's funny because it's like, yeah, we don't care about what would be the good idea in this movie or the actual way someone would carry out a situation. We want to see the fucking silly, stupid fucking thing that's happening so that the movie will happen, you know? Dr. Evil goes back in time and there's no like just there's no like oh shit I'm gonna run into my own Dr. Evil I'm gonna run to the the past version of me no he goes back in time and Dr. Evil is the current Dr. Evil there is no extra Dr. Evil it's just him and all the side characters were replaced with younger versions one of them is just the same age and that's a bit but it's like 
They even go as far as to have uh, Austin Powers start asking questions about like time travel, getting confused by it. And then Basil just goes, don't worry about it. Just have fun. And that goes for you too. And he looks at the screen. I miss that, dude. And then the, and then the following bit is just Austin Powers ke- keeps going the wrong way in the car and almost hitting people. <laughs> That's just what it is. And then he goes back in time and his teeth are fucked up. Doesn't make any sense scientifically, but it's funny, dude. I miss movies that bro- that just existed as a movie. It just was its own movie logic. Like, I'm watching the movie going, that's so stupid, that's so crazy, why would that ever happen? But that's why I like it. There's no reason for Austin Powers to go in reverse and then keep doing the wrong thing with the car. There's no reason for that other than it's silly and funny. And I miss that, dude. Now we either have movies that are just, like, really grounded and realistic, comic book movies, or movies that are just completely insane. <laughs> And I do like the completely insane movies. I don't know. We do have a lot of weird shit nowadays that's that's very awesome, though. Like Mandy. Mandy's, like, just exists as a fucking art piece in itself. It's just a wild, visual masterpiece of a fucking movie. But then you get these wild... I don't know. You, you get these movies that are, like, trying to... Because we've, we've done the same movie so many times. So then you have, like, movies that are, like, biopics that are trying to buck... The trend, they're trying to break out of the genre, but in doing so, they just make something completely insane that is, like, baffling to watch. And that's basically what Elvis is. Boz Lerman, every time he makes a movie, it's like, you watch it, and it's like, I'm just, I'm just seeing it, you know? I'm just looking at this thing, I'm not taking anything in, I'm not feeling any emotion, I'm just, I'm literally watching each scene end as it starts. Like every scene in Elvis is the last 40 seconds of what a of what a scene would be in a normal movie. You jump literally into the end of scenes and the scene ends and then you go into another end of a scene that almost is explaining the scene before, but that by the time you get out of that scene, you don't understand the previous scene and then all of a sudden comic books are appearing on screen and fucking Elvis is a superhero character and you're like, "What is going on? What is happening?" And I'll talk more about that in a second uh, when I continue the fucking podcast. See you in a sec. What's up? I'm back. How's it going? Um, It seems like smoky in here, doesn't it? I wonder if it's smoky. My roommate just cooked, and I had the door open while I went to the convenience store to get a fucking delicious bottled Coke to make to fucking redeem and make up for the one that I fucking dropped on the floor. So I feel like I got a little smoky in here because I left my door open, but maybe not. Maybe it's just all my fucking head. Who knows? Anyway, I was talking about Elvis. So Elvis, yeah, every scene seems like the end of a scene. There's no beginnings, there's no middles, there's only the end. So much to the point where the movie starts with the end. The movie starts with Tom Hanks in a hospital, in a hospital narrating... Like, he's talking about his perspective of how he fucking swindled Elvis out of all of his money. And how he's not the bad guy. And so maybe that's what it is. Maybe the visual, the, the, the reason why it's visually insane is not just Boz Lerman. It's also the fact that he's telling it from the perspective of a, of a crazy, swindling, uh, uh, old-aged makeup fuckface. 
Because <laughs> he's telling it from the perspective, because the movie's being told from the perspective of Tom Hanks trying extremely hard to not get an Oscar f- at all. You know what I'm saying? He's trying so hard. It's weird because Tom Hanks has been so done up in the film to, to, to be made to look like this dude who he's portraying. And yet Elvis was cast as a hot man from current day. (laughs) It's wild to think of how Elvis was considered feminine when he was around. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy because he looks like my dad. (laughs) Elvis looks like fucking the way that like tough Italian dudes try and look currently, you know? So it's weird for like to see that in the movie people were like yo he's a sissy like he's too he's too feminine he's he's they call him a fairy in the movie and i'm like that's wild dude maybe that's maybe that's why they cast him it's a smart move to cast him to look like a like a feminine man from modern times because if they cast him as the feminine man from his time everyone from our time would be like dude this guy looks like a jock this guy looks like a fucking This guy looks like he could be cast in The Sopranos. (laughs) I mean, look at, look at fucking the Elvis impersonator in Sopranos. That guy looked more like Elvis than the, than the casting in this movie. But then again, the guy in Sopranos, if they cast him as Elvis in this movie, you'd be like, nah, dude. You'd be like, is he an Italian gangster? What's going on here? They're calling this guy a sissy. He looks like he just whacked somebody. (laughs) Murder-wise. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Elvis, it's crazy. Elvis is like, it's just all surface level. It's all, it's all the ending. It's all surface level. It's like if you watched porn and it was just all coming. It was just all nutting. It was just all, oh, no, I'm going to come. And women being like, I'm coming. Just that. Just, just fucking... An insane montage chopped up incoherently of that. That's what Elvis is. A a cum montage that doesn't make any sense. But it kind of does, but it doesn't. Like, you, you know what's happening, but at the same time, you're like... I wish there was, like, more fucking in this. <laughs> I kind of wish there was more sex in this, you know? Like, I like, you know... Obviously, we're all trying to come at the end of the day, but I would like to, you know, the buildup is what's where the story is. (laughs) How did this penis go inside of this vagina? I would like to know, you know, I don't want to just see the fact that I don't want to just see a penis coming out of one and then nutting on someone's face. I don't want that. I don't want I don't want to see, you know, when did they kiss? (laughs) When was the kiss that led to this ejaculation? You know what I'm saying? I, I want, you know. People always say that, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, story and porn is stupid. And the implication is that story is for a movie. (laughs) But Elvis goes the other route. Elvis is like story in in stories is stupid. (laughs) Story as a part of telling a story is dumb, dude. We're all cum. We're all nutshots here. It's all in your face and quick and fast and... I mean, look at the scene where he's, like, performing. It literally is just a scene of women nutting. 
<laughs> it's just a scene of women involuntarily moaning. It literally is what I just described. And then every scene is like that. Every scene is just like, what is going on? He's walking down the street, he hears Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog, and the next scene he's singing Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog on stage. There's no acknowledgement of whether or not he stole it. Although they're setting it up visually that he did. Maybe it's the ultimate movie. I don't know, dude. I was watching it being like, is this awful or is this like evolution? Because I'm not following anything enough to give a fuck about Elvis. There's a scene in it where... He just ain't nothing about a hound dog on TV, and then the next thing we know, it's Tom Hanks telling him he has to do something, and then he has to do, like, this corporate gig, and then the next scene is him standing next to a dog and everyone laughing at him. St standing next to a hound dog and everyone laughing at him, and it's, like, cut real close, and he's, like, sweating, and then, then all of a sudden the next scene is them coming off stage, and the musicians being like, we're musicians, this is embarrassing, and Elvis being like, I don't know, what am I supposed to do? And then all of a sudden we're in another scene. So that's like th that's like th four scenes in one minute. Four scenes in a fucking minute, dude. How am I supposed to follow that? And we were 43 minutes in. Okay? Four scenes a minute, 43 minutes in. I'm not good at math, but that's a fucking lot of goddamn scenes. I can't do the multiplication on that. I'm not smart enough. I need my phone for that, dude. What's 43 times four? I'm going to do it right now. 43 times 4. Too many fucking scenes. 172. Elvis has 172 scenes in the first hour. Not even. The first 43 minutes I saw 172 scenes. I'm good. Am I exaggerating? Probably. I didn't count the actual scenes. But if that's... If that minute is any indication of what I fucking watched, it's too much. But then again, someone younger told me they saw it six times. So maybe I'm like, I'm just an old man, dude. I'm just an old man. Maybe people in their fucking early 20s and teens are loving it, bro. Maybe some kid in high school is like, this is the ultimate biopic. I get everything he's feeling instantaneously. I don't need a scene that establishes who he is as a person. Maybe. Maybe I'm outdated, bro. Maybe it would like like out like Elvis himself, I'm out fucking dated. That scene in the movie is good though, where he's like, he's what? <laughs> you know that scene that got memed where Tom Hanks is like, he's what? <laughs> Finds out Elvis is white, and then immediately in his brain he sees dollar signs. Which as my roommate said, and I agree with him, that probably is the most realistic. That's that's the most realistic and grounded moment in the movie. <laughs> Because Tom Hanks' character in real life definitely was like, thought that. A dude from that time period, that racist, I mean... To be fair, Dr. Dre did the same thing with Eminem. He thought he was black and then he met him in person and was like, he's white? I'm gonna make a lot of money. <laughs> Tom Hanks did the same thing. He's white? I'm gonna make a lot of money. Because uh, the country, unfortunately, is very racist, dude. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's always crazy when you... I've talked about this on the podcast a bunch before. But it's like crazy. It's just crazy. When you really think about stuff like that, it is wild. Like a Jack Harlow comes around. And you know, even today, even today, a Jack Harlow ro rolls around. And motherfuckers, it's just implicit. You just know it. You're like, there are there is a huge swath of white people 
who are just going to like this guy because he's white. <laughs> That's sad as fuck, dude. They're going to think he's much better than he is because he's pretty good and he's a white dude. That's sad, bro. When you meet a motherfucker who says, I like Jack Harlow more than Kendrick Lamar, you feel a deep sadness in your gut. At least I do, dude. When people don't know who J.I.D. is, but they fucking know all the words to Jack Harlow's uh, What's Poppin', I get depressed, dude. I get sad, bro. If you don't know who Jid is or J.I.D., look him up, bro. Even if even it's just even if it's just to the 14 people who watch this, even if it's just 14 people who get turned on to him right now, that's enough, dude. That's 14 more people. People need to know it's the best fucking album of the year. The Forever Story. Look it up on Spotify right now if you don't know what it is. Look it up and listen to it a thousand times. Look up the song Crack Sandwich and fucking listen to it. Surround Sound. That was the single on it that dropped a, a little while ago. Listen to it. It's the best rap I've heard f in forever, dude. And this is the same year the fucking Kendrick's album came out. And I'm saying the Forever Story might be better than it. That's right. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. But I'm, I'm being hyperbolic because I want you to listen to G.I.D. If you like fucking Kendrick Lamar and you liked his new album, go listen to G.I.D.'s The Forever Story. You got blessed with two amazing albums this fucking year. Dude, there are people... This is crazy, dude. And that's how you know that that part in Elvis is so realistic. Okay? Because even to this day, there are motherfuckers out there who are like, I love hip-hop. And they heard, and they, they've listened to the Jack Harlow album multiple times probably. And yet they probably haven't listened to J.I.D.'s album or even Kendrick's. That's fucking sad, dude. If that's the life you're living, change it, dude. Change your shit up. If, if, if right now you have only heard Jack Harlow's album and you don't know the other albums I fucking mentioned or you know them but haven't listened to them, go listen to it and fucking fix your brain. And also, that's not hate to Jack Harlow. I don't hate on, I don't hate on Jack Harlow. Or, I mean, Elvis or Eminem, they're all, I mean, well, Elvis is, Eminem's great. I love Eminem. Jack Harlow, I think he's, He's pretty good. He's fine. He's pretty good. Uh, Elvis. I like that song, Are You Lonesome Tonight? But then again, I'm not, I don't have a connection to Elvis. Elvis and the Beatles, I, w I just never... There are, there, are, there are people in music history that everyone's like, this motherfucker was it. And I don't, I like, I don't, I don't, I just haven't listened to it or cared about it at all. I don't, I don't care. I mean, the Beatles, I've heard songs by them that I, are like fun, but I, I just don't. I saw Across the Universe, that, that, that movie that's a musical and it's all uh, Beatles songs. I didn't really like it. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I'm going to blame the Beatles for that, but I just didn't think that movie was that good. I didn't like it. I didn't, I, the way they strung together the songs, I didn't enjoy that much. And that's fine. I know people who love that movie, but maybe the Beatles just aren't for me. Sometimes certain music's not for you. Sometimes you're being racist, but sometimes it's not for you. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious which moment is happening when it's happening. If I meet somebody and they're like, Macklemore and Jack Harlow are my favorite rappers, you're probably being a little racist. But if you come up to me and you're like, I love... Uh, the Beatles. 
and Kendrick Lamar, I'd be like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. I veered off from what I wanted to talk about. Elvis is insane is my point. Elvis is insane. And it's all cum shots. So if you like watching cum shots, watch it. I don't know. I don't like, I don't, I don't, you know. When I, when I'm jerking off, I'm not, I'm coming to, uh, sexual positions that seem fun to me or when a woman is coming or people making out, that's usually where I'm <laughs> having my time. You know, when I go and watch a movie, I'm having my time. Well, what, what, what gets me excited, what gets me off when I'm watching a movie, what gets me off mentally is a uh, character development, feeling for somebody, maybe crying at a scene. Feeling extreme emotion for the thing, for people in the movie. But then again, there's people like my friend who, who they, they come at the cum shot. They're a very literal man. <laughs> so maybe, you know, there are a lot of people who watch movies just for a satisfying twist. Maybe Elvis is for you. It's all climax. It's all twist. It's all just what the fuck is happening. Maybe that's for you, dude. A lot of people liked Lost, bro. Every every episode ended with a twist. Elvis is like er the, the end of Lost over and over and over again for three hours. <laughs> Scenes that have the excitement of a twist, even though a twist isn't happening, but they still don't make any sense. Does that make any sense? Um. Yeah. I, um, this was something that I didn't write down, but I noticed it as I was walking outside. And this is a thing that I've probably talked about on the podcast before, but fuck it. It just happened. I, uh, uh, I, I move through the world with an unpleasant look on my face. <laughs> I've realized I move through the world with a very unpleasant scowl on my face. And I am so, I am almost always not aware of it. But then there will be little moments that make me aware of it. I told on the podcast a while ago, I talked about how I was walking back from a, I was walking home from a job interview and some guy in Times Square was, was barking for a comedy show. And he just stopped barking for a moment to just look at me and go, man, you got some scowl. And then I laughed out loud. And then he didn't ask me to the comedy show, <laughs> which now for the first time I've realized how much of a scowl I must have had for him to stop dead in his tracks, tell me about it, and then not ask me to the comedy show when I started laughing hysterically. Also, this is a motherfucker barking on the street for people to come to his comedy show, dude. This is, this is a man who's working his ass off to get an audience into a room so he can do fucking, what, hopefully 10 minutes? And he's looking at faces all day. And he's asking he's asking people with scowls to go to the show all fucking day. And yet for me, in the middle of Times Square, he probably saw a thousand motherfuckers that day. And and for me, he stopped me to tell me, yo, man, I would not want you. He basically was stopped me to tell me, hey man, I would never want you in an audience. <laughs> And guess what, dude? I was on his side until that moment because he's wrong, bro. I fucking laugh, dude. When I'm in an audience, I give it up. 
I, I first of all, when I'm in an audience and someone's on stage, I'm smiling. I'm smiling by default. When I'm walking down the street, I'm scowling because life fucking stinks, dude. Because life is rough, bro. Okay? Because life is often a weight on your chest. And when you're moving through life and there's a bunch of other motherfuckers who are depressed as shit around you or angry or annoying or too happy or whatever the fuck, you feel that energy as well. And, 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 and the scowl becomes more intense and permanent across my face when I'm moving through the world. But when I'm sitting in a comedy show, I'm there to laugh. I'm there to have a good time. It's a different context. It's a break from the world. It's a fucking escape. And so the moment you're on stage looking at me, I'm smiling at you, letting you know I'm ready to laugh. Not make me laugh. I'm ready to laugh. But anyway, but he was right. <laughs> he was right about the scale because I was walking uh, through my neighborhood back home uh, to bring this beautiful Coca-Cola home to me and my roommate. Um, I got him one as well. Damn, I gotta stop drinking these. I'm 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 constantly I'm constantly in the process of trying to lose weight that will uh, always stay on my body. <laughs> I'm in a perpetual state of trying to lose weight that is going to permanently be on my body forever because because I don't ever try hard enough to get it off, get it off. You know. <laughs> And I'm only getting older, the metabolism's getting slower, so I'm just gonna get thicker, dude. I'm gonna have to lean into being a thick fucking king, dude. I'm gonna have to fucking start wearing tighter shit and showing off my curves. My vivacious curves. Anyway, um, I was walking back, and I saw this woman from across the way, and, uh, I, like, looked at her. I just noticed her, and I looked at her. Because also she was, I was crossing the road and I was going to have to walk past her. So I was trying to see where she was going to walk. So I didn't like walk into her or she like, you know, I, she seemed like she was rolling something. I was like, is it going to be, am I going to, how am I going to get around? Am I going to, am I going to have to get around this woman? And I was, I uh, was walking over. I was looking at her. I looked at her like for a second and then I was walking up and I looked at her again and she was looking right at me with like a, like a real intense scowl on her face as she was like ripping her vape pen. Everyone's ripping their fucking vape pen, dude. Everyone, everyone who scowls is ripping a, you know, you know what's that? I see a lot of motherfuckers with, with mean faces ripping a vape pen. I don't see a lot of smiles when post or, or pre ripping a vape pen. I guess, I, I don't know. I guess by default, you're living a dark life. If you, if you got to rip a vape pen like that, <laughs> you think so? You think anyone's living like a fucking chill ass life who's ripping a vape pen? Probably. I don't know. There's a lot of chill. I don't know. See, mm, I don't know. Not my experience. Everyone who I've ever seen rip a vape pen is, 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 uh, either mildly or aggressively depressed. Now that I'm thinking about it, every motherfucker, even the, even the happiest looking motherfucker I've ever met who's ripping jewels. Uh, she was a deeply depressed person. <laughs> she looked happy when she ripped it, but she, as a human, was not doing well. Um, mentally. Uh, anyway, but she looked at me like a, with a real intense, like, shitty look. And then I, and then I was walking by and I was like, why'd she look at me like that? And then I was like, wait a second, what do I look like? And then I, and then I felt my face and where it was. <laughs> I felt where my eyebrow was, where my cheeks were. I felt like I, I pinpointed every 
uh, uh, muscle in my face, and I realized that this the face I was doing as I looked at her and walked past her was this. And then I realized, like, I walk through the world like this. If you're, if you're not, if you're not, if you're just listening to the podcast and not watching it, watch it for this moment because what I look like is Max Payne from Max Payne 1 if I looked mean. <laughs> Max Payne and Max Payne 1 is doing this, but he's kind of smirking and I'm not. I'm Max Payne if he wasn't smirking, if he was all just, if he was serving cunt. <laughs> No, that's not what that means. Servant. Somebody said to me uh, the other night, um, you're serving cunt. And I was like, what does that mean? What is that? <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that is. And she thought I was kidding. I was like, I have no idea what that is. And then she kind of told me what it was. And I was like, I still don't understand it really. I guess it means you're like being like sexy as hell. Like you're being hot and bad. I, st- I don't know. I'm, I, I might sound like a fucking idiot right now. Um, and then I learned it was from, I figured it was from Drag Race, and then, and then someone said to me, oh, it's from, they say in Drag Race. I was like, oh, it's from that? And they're like, no, well, it's from the, com- like, the gay community, uh, the gay queer community. I was like, no, yeah, I know, but, like, the reason you know it, and the reason, like, people, uh, the reason why the greater mainstream public probably knows what it means is because they watch fucking Drag Race. The reason why dudes uh, that I know that might make fun of me for not knowing what it means, the reason why they know what it means is because they're watching fucking Drag Race. Which is chill, dude. I mean, that's why everyone said Yas Queen. Remember remember the Yas Queen craze? That came from fucking Drag Race, didn't it? It's, uh, it's educating the world. It's, uh, it's a powerful educational program. Um, but, uh, yeah, she said serving cunt. And it's one of those phrases where I was like, first of all, it sounds mean. I thought immediately I was like, that means I'm being a cunt. I just thought it meant you're being a cunt, uh, which I was like, am I being a cunt right now? And then I found out that was a compliment. And then I was like, and then I switched to like, am I even allowed to say this? (laughs) Like you're getting, you're, you're thinking, you think it's funny that I don't know what it means, but at the same time, now that I know what it means, I feel like I can't use it. I feel like it'd be, I feel like it'd be weird if I used it. I feel like people would be like, don't say that. (laughs) <laughs> I like that term a lot, but I don't like hearing it from you. I'd probably just be like, fair enough. <laughs> I get that. That's not crazy to me that you feel that way. Um. Yeah. I got like three minutes left in the pod uh, before the timer goes out. Um, fuck, we did it, dude. We did it. Finally. I'm sorry for missing a week. I've been, I've been bad with the podcast uh, these past couple of months, these past two months or whatever. I've missing, you know, I've been missing weeks here and there. It's not good. I gotta shape up and fucking hunker down and make sure that doesn't happen. Hopefully, it doesn't happen anymore since I fixed the fucking Pro Tools issue. A lot of times, it was just CPU overloading was hot as fuck in this room, and it was just bad at managing my time. But no more, dude. No more of that shit. This is fucking... Not missing any more goddamn weeks, bro. This thing's coming out every fucking week again. I'm pissed that I missed those couple of weeks. I guess I, I guess I had some bonus episodes to fucking... You know. So that we still had... 
even though a week might have been missed, it'd be two episodes the following week. But fuck that. I want, I want, I want, I like being here every week to talk, and I like talking to the fucking you guys every week. For those who listen to it, I appreciate those who listen to it. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of listeners, but we have consistent listeners, and 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 it's rude to them. It's rude to you, motherfuckers, when I don't have it out, and it's rude to me because I like doing it and I have fun doing it. Um, anyway. My dad had a weird dream. Let me tell you my dad's weird dream. So my dad had a dream. My dad loves my family dog, uh, who's dead now, Samson, RIP. He was kind of a piece of shit, but my dad loves him so much. And I've been doing a joke about my dad and the dog. And uh, I told him vaguely what the joke was, uh, but not too much detail. Cause then I want him to be like, well, don't say that. But anyway, he just starts telling me, he goes, I had a dream about Samson. Like he cut off, like I said, oh, I, I've been doing a joke about you and Samson. He goes, I had a dream about him. Like he was excited to tell me. He's a great an excuse to tell. I've been wanting to tell you this dream all dinner, and now finally I get to tell it to you. Uh, so he tells me this dream, and the dream is that he went went to Mexico, and and he saw Samson, and somebody Samson didn't die. Someone stole Samson, and he saw the dog, and the and my dad said the dog, and he was like pure white, like there were because my daughter used to used to have like brown gook in his eyes, um, and he goes, but he was pure white, like he was so white, uh. And I was like, all right, dad, calm down. Stop saying that. I don't know. There's something weird about my dad being like, the dog is pure white in the middle of Mexico. Just a pure white dog. Perfect dog. I was like, all right, calm down, dad. You fucking, you, you made my, you, how are you making even this racial, you know? <laughs> anyway, he gets the dog and then he comes back home and he gives it to my mom. Uh, and my mom goes, uh, uh, <laughs> and then he woke up. So my, my dad had a dream about finding his long lost dog that he loves so much and then bringing it back home to my mom who was upset because she was like, no, well, now I got to fucking take care of it. <laughs> Which is so funny because it's what would happen. Like, like, it's so funny that my dad had this fantasy of like finding his dead dog again that he loves so much. And then even in, in, even in his dream, reality set in of my mom being like, like my mom, my dad couldn't change who my mom truly is at her core in his in his fantasy. My mom still was herself, even in my dad's deepest fucking fantasy. She still was like, uh, I don't want this dog. <laughs> um, which is funny. They won't get another dog because my mom doesn't want to take care of it. But I was like, but dad, my dad's retired. Like, have him fucking take care of it. He's with you all the time now. It shouldn't be your burden. You guys should both be doing it. Or he should be doing it. He's the one who wants a fucking dog. Get another Maltese and call it Samson again. No one's gonna notice. Um, just pretend he never died. Say so you found him in Mexico. People, people aren't gonna give a shit. They're gonna be like, this story's so weird that I'll just believe you. <laughs> Sometimes the story is so weird and elaborate, you're just like, fine. Anyway, uh, the camera's about to run out. That's it for the podcast this week. I love you guys, and I will see you next week. I'm not missing next week. This podcast is coming out Thursday, so you'll be listening to me right now on a Thursday, and uh, the next episode will be out next week, Monday, dude. Monday it'll be out. Uh, thank you guys for listening as always, uh, and I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Jake, you're an idiot. Jake, Jake, you're a piece of shit. Jake, 
piece of shit.